somebody of the opposite sex, especially if they're like much, much younger than you and the baby wasn't involved? I mean, apparently there's a trust issue that's already there. Something has happened for there to be a trust issue. Well, I'm, okay, so let's go, let's go back over this again. So I, 26 male, am not allowed by my partner, who's a 37-year-old female. So already we've got an 11-year age gap here with this with this guy and his partner. So I am not allowed by my partner to be alone with a babysitter who is 23. How can I convince her this isn't a big deal? So my partner is traveling with our baby soon, and I suggest having our sitter come help me with the laundry and stuff while they're gone. And my first question is, <laughs> why is the babysitter helping with laundry? <clears throat> but anyway, my partner said she doesn't trust me with her unless the baby is there, but that makes no sense, even because the baby is sleeping most of the time the sitter is here with me anyway. My partner suggested leaving the little elf camera on, and I thought that was totally ridiculous. So already there's a bunch of red flags in this for me. I don't know about for you. So why is the sitter there while he's there? That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe it's kind of like a situation like we had, we have now. Luckily our kids are older. We're just working different shifts. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you've reached the chaise lounge. Sorry, I didn't say that before. But, this is Cricket and Tom, and we're talking. We're talking about am I the asshole on on a uh, Reddit? Because I I feel like maybe I'm, no one has ever taken the time to teach this dude how to do laundry, and his partner is refusing to teach him how. So, so you're saying it's her fault? So he's going somewhere. He is desperate for help. Okay. You're giving this guy too much. Maybe he's tried no, to do no, laundry no. before, and she got on to him for no, doing no. it the wrong way like you do it. Inst- you know, instructions unclear. Got dick cut, st- stuck in washing machine. Is that what we're talking about here? Because seriously. It could be like those videos where the women are trying to unload the, the dryer, and they get stuck in the dryer. You've seen those? <laughs> the, ste- the stepsister videos? <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck. Come help me. <laughs> Well, look. Maybe okay. he closed the lid on his wing dinger. He's I, afraid to touch it anymore. You know, maybe this guy's parents never taught him how to do laundry, but I got to say, it is 2023 and everybody has Google. You can Google how to do laundry. I could Google how to do laundry and then maybe you wouldn't be mad at me for the way I do laundry. I'm not mad at you anymore. I told you, I threw in the towel on that a long time ago. Uh, I gave yeah, up. you threw the towel directly into the washing machine and I washed it with everything else. Yep, you like... And load, I finally, of, load of whites, and you'll go throw a red shirt in there, and then wonder why everything comes out all screwy. When have I ever turned to clothes pink? Give me one time I turned to clothes pink. There's one no, time. I, I can't tell you one time. There's been too many. There's never been a time when I've turned to clothes pink. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I'm sure there's been plenty of times. I just can't remember them all. <laughs> so we're doing something a little different this week. <clears throat> I have had a mental breakdown this week. Because the weight of the world and all of the fascism that's going on and all of the shit that's in politics has just put me in a situation where I have just, I, I've, I've quit social media. I, I've like, like I'm, I'll occasionally look at it, but I'm like, I'm just not doing it because I can't handle it. Just cannot mentally deal with the, with the, the waterfall of bullshit that's coming out for just, from just for freaking everywhere. It's, it's, it's. It makes my brain itch. So I just can't do it this week. So we're going to look at the subreddit. 
Am I the asshole this week? And we're going to talk about are these people assholes or not. And I am really <coughs> looking forward to this because it should be a lot of fun. Because <laughs> these stories never go the direction you think they're going to go. <laughs> so this first one that I read was actually in uh, relationship advice. But I'm sorry. The guy does not need to be alone with the babysitter. Trust issues or no trust issues. I don't know what this guy's relationship with his partner is. Maybe she doesn't trust him because he cheated on her. Maybe she doesn't trust him because she's cheating on him. Like, I'm not trying to dig that deep into their social dynamics. But what I can say is, she is a babysitter. She does not need to be at your house when the baby is not there. There is no reason for that. Maybe she's also a the, the housekeeper. If he If she was the housekeeper, I think he probably would have said that. And if I was him, if, if I had been writing this, I would have put in there, she is the babysitter slash housekeeper. Right. But he didn't put that in there, and I think that's important. Because if she had been the house the, the housekeeper, I think he would have said so. Probably. <clears throat> so I think he's the asshole in the situation. You're just saying that because he's the guy. <laughs> I would say that <laughs> if it was you. <laughs> oh, now they're being loud about something else. Ah! Stupid ferrets. That's just how they roll. Yeah. So I want to read some stuff off of r slash am I the asshole and we're going to talk about it. So here's the first one. Am I the asshole for wanting my husband to attend my sister's wedding? Wait, am I the asshole for wanting my husband to attend my sister's wedding? Okay. I have been married to my husband for almost a year. Six to seven years ago, his family went through a major tragedy, which was it happened before we started dating, in which he lost five family members and extended family members. Damn. Damn. He's pretty sensitive about it and usually spends time that day, quote, reflecting, and he visits his mom. I'm very close to my sister. She's getting married later this year, and I'm the maid of honor. Her wedding date, however, falls on this tragedy date. My husband absolutely refuses to attend. I've tried to explain it to him, but he doesn't want to hear it and says this was being selfish to expect him to go. I replied that this is his sister-in-law's wedding and everyone is going to ask where, her, where my husband is. He is not willing to compromise and he is the one acting selfishly here. Am I the asshole? So the, the thing that gets me is this last line here. He's not willing to compromise, and he's the one acting selfishly here. What do we think? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm siding with the guy on this one. So, look, this has been a yearly thing that was been started before you ever came along. You know it's been a thing since we've been married. I'm sorry that your sister planned her wedding on that day. But this, to me, is more important to me than going to her wedding. So, yeah, I, I'm not going. If this is how I deal with this tragedy in my life. Because, I mean, losing this five. Is how, this is how I'm going to continue to deal with this tragedy, whether you like it or not. You know, your mama does. You take the day off work. You know, you, you deal with that every year on the date of her death. Oh, goodness. See, Joe says I do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you deal with it on the date of their death. But losing five family members at one time, that is that is rough. It had to be like a car wreck or something. It had to be. And, and you know, everybody deals with grief in their own way, and you can't legislate that. You know, you just kind of have to let people deal with it. And I think she's absolutely being the selfish one in this situation because you need to, you need to let him do what he needs to do. This is not his sister <laughs> that's having the wedding because I'm sure his sister would have been more gracious about planning this on, on that day and probably would have picked a different day. One of the comments on here is, you're the asshole. It's a dark anniversary for him. He doesn't stop thinking about it because you pulled some nonsense emotional trump card on him. If he did go, he wouldn't be some pleasant version of himself. Then you and your imaginary judging social circle would dump on him for not being happy on such a beautiful occasion. If he was close enough to your sister-in-law, your sister-in-law, her, his sister-in-law to justify putting this day aside for her, then she wouldn't have to schedule her wedding day on his dark anniversary. Sounds dumb? That's because it is dumb. He's not going. You're the sister of the bride, not the bride. And people will not care as much as you seem to think unless your whole family is flailing in drama. But even if the people ask, like, she's like, oh, well, people will wonder where he's at. Okay, well, how they view him on where he's at is going to depend on how she tells people. Yeah. Or what she tells people. And I get the feeling because she's going to be a petty bitch. She's going to be like, "Oh, well, he decided he has something better to do than be here." Yeah. Or hey, well, he had a very tragic event in his life, and it happened on this day so many years ago, and every year since then, he has used this day as reflection day, and, and a just, day of remembrance. And it just happens to be on the same day, and that's really important to him, and in support of him. I told him, hey, if you want to go do that, you go do that. You don't have to be here. It's okay. You know, were you saying that? That's very giving. That's a very giving way to say that. And I have a feeling that this woman just doesn't want to have to explain that 15 times during the day. She would rather have fun at a party than to try to be gracious to her husband who lost five family members before he met her. She sounds like a petty bitch. Okay, then she could cut it short. Okay, she don't want to have to explain it five, 15 times a day. Hey, where's your husband? He's not here. Oh, he had an emergency come up. Yeah. Leave it at that. There, there, there's an easy way around he this. He had a personal issue come up he had to take care of. Yeah. I mean, you don't easy. have to go into detail. You know, maybe he doesn't want her to go into She's detail She's not the it. asshole in that situation, though. She's the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she a straight up bitch. Yes. Oh, speaking of bitches, um, I saw a video a while ago. You know, these cooking shows always pop up on you on my TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw one that I, I didn't even watch most of it. I just thought about you. And and I'm I'm curious to see how. Oh no no! You you're, you're thought not... about me with the word bitch in there. Well, Go you, ahead. You like being a bitch, and so. Go ahead and tell but me. But you're gonna agree with me as soon as I tell you why this video made me think of you. Okay. In bitch terms. No, not in bitch terms, just in you. Okay? Okay. He was making a, a like a big old T-bone steak or something, right? Mm-hmm. He had his pan out with a little bit of oil or whatever in it, and he was steering it on each side. And then he said, what did the, what'd the ferret find now? A bag of Doritos. Oh. And then he says, well, now, now that you've got it all seared, you're going to turn the heat down a little bit. You're going to add just, you're going to add a little bit of butter to the pan, Right. Well, the steak was almost the size of the pan. Right. 
but his little bit of butter, you know the stick butters? Uh-huh. He put four of them motherfuckers Hell in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he did that, I was like, that's her. Her little bit of butter is, yeah. is like whatever butter you have in the house. <laughs> you do not measure butter, my dear. You measure that shit with your heart. Yep. You measure it with your heart. See, I told you you would and agree with me. With butter, with butter, you need to agree with Paula Dean. And more butter is better. That was something that my mother always, she always gave me crap for. Because, you know, I, I can make really good cinnamon rolls. I need to make some cinnamon rolls. But but anyway, um, I can make really good cinnamon rolls. Been that for 10 years. But the reason my cinnamon rolls are so good is because I amp up the butter and the sugar when I'm putting them together. I make the dough like you're supposed to make it because you can really fuck up a dough if you don't if you don't do it correctly. But when you're making the insides and the innards and the middle and and you go to cook it, you put lots of butter in there and you put lots of sugar in there and you put lots of cinnamon in there and then you roll them up and then you brush them with more butter. And then when you get them out of the oven after they're cooked, you put more butter on top of them. And then when you're finally ready to put the icing on top of them, you, you make run to the sure grocery store and grab more butter. You make sure you put butter in that ice in that icing because it won't taste right. <laughs> She's trying to get in there and go go back to sleep. <clears throat> but yeah, me and Paula Dean are of of one mind. But see, on I this. told you you would agree. Yeah, with me I, I, I would agree video, with you. I would agree with you. With you. But but where did the bitch come from? I don't know because you're being a bitch. <gasps> No. Right in the heart. Oh. Am I the asshole for telling my mom outrageous yes. lies oh, and making her look ridiculous? For telling my mother outrageous lies and making her feel ridiculous. Yes. My mom refuses to believe me when I tell her I don't know something. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's justified because she just said... Well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> when I still lived at home, she would ask me personal questions about my brothers or my friends. I tried to explain that I had no way of knowing what my brother, who was away at the university, was doing for the weekend or why my friend had colored her hair. Didn't matter. Questions never stopped. So I have developed a, a method to deal with her. It has four stages. <laughs> God. The first stage. If she asks me something that I know or have the ability to Google, such as, where did Brent, what did Brendan Fraser do for the last decade? Then I answer her question to the best of my ability. So he does answer her honestly when, when given the chance to answer her honestly. Number two, if she asks me a question that I have no possible way of knowing, I tell her clearly, I don't know. If she, Number three, if she persists, I come up with a random but plausible answer. For example, when she asks me what my friend from high school, who is married to my brother's wife's sister, was doing with his old car when he bought his new car, I told her he traded it in. He didn't know. He just said, he traded it in. Because mom was determined that she was going to know the answer. So, okay. traded it in. Number four, when she doesn't believe the plausible story, then I go nuts. So, when she said that she had spoken to my sister-in-law and he wasn't trading it in, then I come up with a random story. The car was stolen. When the cops found it, the entire trunk was packed with coolers full of dead squirrel and elk meat. So, they're keeping it as evidence, and that's why he's getting a new Bronco. <laughs> I don't know why, but she believes the weirdest shit I come up with and passes it on as facts. This has now bitten me in the ass. My brother said that when she was over there visiting, she asked him about the squirrels and elk meat and that it made the visit, quote, weird. <laughs> 
Everyone is mad at me for misleading my mom and for her embarrassing herself at my mother's house. I think she needs to learn that I don't know everything, that she should accept that as an answer. Am I the asshole? No, that's just downright fucking hilarious. That's funny. There's nothing asshole about that. I mean, if they're not going to believe you anyway, you might as well just come up with something crazy and do it. So, Yeah, definitely not the asshole on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. Oh, here's a good one. <clears throat> Am I the asshole for dropping my sister-in-law at a bus stop because she would not stop backseat driving? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think he's an asshole. He didn't just he or she didn't just stop and say get out. Just get out. At least at least they took him to a to a you bus know, stop. Saying that get out or tricking them into hey let's go over here real fast and soon as they get out you shut the door and lock it and drive off that would be an asshole <laughs> my sister-in-law is in from another state and lost her driver's license for reckless driving i was driving oh her- so she has all <laughs> the credibility to be a backseat driver i was driving her on some errands as a favor she thinks that she discovered google maps for some reason she had it on and insisted on giving me the directions the entire way i have driven in this area hundreds of times i don't need directions plus the directions she was giving me were mostly wrong because you know you know an area and you know the best ways to get from point a to point b and you yeah. know google maps is not always the, the best place to do it she also commented on my driving habits, which seemed ironic since I have never had an at-fault accident, and she lost her license. She became angry when I ignored her directions and advice, and I thought that she reached for the steering wheel a couple of times. Oh, shit. In fairness, she did not actually grab the steering wheel, but it was enough to scare me. I pulled off at a parking ride, gave her my bus pass, it had enough on her to get it home, and said, get out, take bus number 37, get off on stop number X. I left her at the stop and drove home. The entire side of the family is now angry with me. <laughs> I'd tell the family deal with it. You ain't no. If you if she, no, you can go pick her up if you want to. She can backseat drive in your car, but I ain't taking her nowhere ever again. She's lucky I didn't just stop and throw her off in a ditch. I was at least nice enough to take her to a bus stop. My wife was a bit upset, but she calmed down after I explained, and she knows her sister well. She thought that I should have warned the sister before dumping her at the bus stop, but I thought my sister that her that her sister might have eventually grabbed the steering wheel. Am I the asshole? I mean, maybe maybe he did warn her. <laughs> like, look, woman, if you don't shut up, I'm going to drop you off at a bus stop. <laughs> and maybe that's why she was yelling at him about where she was going, because... Where he was driving because he wouldn't follow the blue line to where their destination was because he was going to the bus stop. Because he was going to the bus stop. It's like, oh, trust me, woman. I know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) And I know where you're going. And here you can have my bus pass. And you can get home. And there you go. Just get out. (laughs) Just pull up. Stop the car. Get out. (laughs) Just get out. You stop in the middle of a 12-lane highway. Get out. Get out. Done. I'm done out dealing with you. I've lived long enough. You don't get out. I'm putting this bitch in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill him. Oh, both. dear. Google Maps just turned us into a lake. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like Michael Scott. Um. Okay, here's another one. <clears throat> Am I the asshole for selling my car to a scrapper after girlfriend's mom didn't have the money to buy it from me? So that's an auspicious start. 
I'll try and keep this short. We'll need details. I had a car for many years. It was an old Toyota Camry. I owned that car for eight years. Near the end of my time with this vehicle, I had to start throwing all kinds of money at it to get it fixed. It seems like I would shell out a few hundred bucks to get it fixed, and the next week something else would come up. Even my mechanic said he was thrilled to have the business, but if I'm bringing my car to the shop every week, then it's not a car worth owning. I agree with that. Right. It was at this time that I decided to sell the car. I didn't even really need a vehicle anymore because my job had recently switched to work from home in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't even want to have that car sitting in my parking spot if I couldn't drive it or fix it. So I called one of those we buy scrap cars places, the kind where they send you a, send a flatbed to your location, take the car, pay you a few hundred bucks just to take the thing off your hands. I was offered $300 to have my car taken from me that day. As this was going down, My girlfriend told her mom that I was selling my car for $300. She got all hyped up and said they needed a new car for their farm. And if I was just going to get rid of it to a random person for $300, then I should just sell it to her for $300 instead. Reasonable. Yeah, Yeah, reasonable. Reasonable so far. I thought, sure, whatever. I don't care who gets the car as long as I get my $300. So I delayed the scrap car guy and told girlfriend's mom to come on over and she could buy the car for $300. Girlfriend's mom came over with $100. Said she could get the rest the next day. I said, no deal. I start getting called a cheap prick, and I don't trust her to pay me back. I said, can you do an e-transfer for the remaining 200 She said she didn't have the money in her account. I said, 300 for a Toyota Camry that still runs is a steal. If you don't have the money right now, I'm not going to wait for it. I'll just sell it to the scrapper and be done with it. So that's what I did. Girlfriend's mom is extremely upset that I, quote, don't trust her, and I, quote, couldn't just wait a day with the car for her. I wanted that car out of my life forever that day. That is why I sold it so cheap to begin with. In my experience, when you buy a vehicle off someone for less than $500, you arrive to the meetup with the full amount. Am I the asshole? Okay. <laughs> Let's get into some details here, okay? <laughs> In some ways, he's the asshole. He could have just said, hey, tell you what, if you want to give me the 100 now, that's fine. But when you bring me the other 200 tomorrow, then you can take the car. I can deal with the car for one more day. That's one way he could have handled it. Yeah. Kind of use the $100 as a deposit. Right. Secondly, she said, all right, I'm on my way to get the car. Apparently, there was a major assumption there that she was coming with the money. Mm, yeah. Why didn't she say, hey, I want the car. I only have 100 bucks today. Can I bring you 100 bucks today just to hold it for one day for me, and I will bring you the other 200 tomorrow? Mm-hmm. But she just showed up with a hundred, expecting him to take her deal, mm-hmm. and then got pissed when he didn't want to take it. Yeah. So that's on the mother. Yeah. Plus two, when you do a sell a car like that, I could see them being the kind that okay, here's three hundred bucks, and then three days later this car breaks down. She's like, yeah, we don't want this car anymore. You take it back. I want my three hundred dollars back. Yeah. Or this car is costing us, you sold us this crap car and, you know, it it just, it's costing us too much money. No, we want our $300 back. You can take the car back. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't sell shit to family. I have a feeling that you're right about them being, hey, this car is a piece of junk. I want my money back. But in that situation, I wouldn't allow them to get their money back because they took the car as is. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> See, that's why I don't think you sell stuff like that to to family We're, members or friends. Because, do like, you remember when we gave that TV to your to was it your aunt? 
And she like flipped out because it quit working like the next week and she wanted us to replace it. And I was like, we gave that to you. Like, we're not replacing it. We gave right. it to you just because it... Okay, uh, well, know. no, I'm thinking about like even as far as vehicles, like when we were still in Waco and the guy that was my immediate supervisor at work was going to buy the truck. Mm-hmm. And he kept having reasons for not paying me. Yeah. He had the truck in his possession and yeah. just wasn't paying for it. Was going to be making payments on it and made like one partial payment and kept putting me off and kept putting me off and kept putting me off. And finally, one day I just said, and, and I think he could tell I was pissed and he mm-hmm. didn't want to push the issue, but I told him, have the keys in the truck. I'm coming to get it. Yeah. And I drove over to his house. The truck was in the driveway. The key was in the in the console. And drove it home. Drove it home. Yeah. And he never said a word about it. Yeah. Because he fucking knew. He fucking knew. I think if he, I think he knew if he'd have said something about it, you might have actually punched him in the face. Yep. I'd have probably hurt him. <laughs> and we did not give his money back either. No, hell no. And I was expecting him to ask for it. Mm-hmm. I'd have just told him to go fuck himself because I would not have given but it But remember, him. we had to do that too with the other, with the Explorer. We yeah. had to repossess it because it wasn't, they weren't making payments on it either. Yeah. They made one payment on it. And they well, just kept not making payments and, and they, kept not and making then payments. And when they weren't making payments, then they come back and said, oh, well, remember, we did all this stuff for you. And so that's why we felt like we didn't need to pay you back for the car. Yeah. It's like, well, that wasn't the terms of the deal. Yeah. That's, like if, if you would, if we had originally agreed to that, but you can't just come in and say, oh, we're, we're retroactively charging you for these things that we did not charge you for before. Right. If you want there to be an exchange of funds for those things that you did for us for free years ago. That's a different discussion, but you're buying my car now. I need that money or I need the car back. Yeah. 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 And honestly, I probably would have given them the car if we'd have done if we'd have done it that way. I, I would have, I'd have given them anything. Yeah. But they offered to buy it, and buying it has a certain connotation. It means there's a monetary money, exchange. Money takes you know changes hands. Um, am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to watch my favorite movie with me? Last weekend was my birthday. My girlfriend had asked that I want I wanted to do. And Hold on, I, my mind was on something else. Start over, please. Am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to watch my favorite movie with me? Last weekend was my birthday. My girlfriend had asked what I wanted to do, and I said I wanted to watch my favorite movie trilogy, trilogy, which is Lord of the Rings. I don't think my girlfriend was thrilled, but she didn't say anything, and she agreed. She's seen them before, and I don't think she really likes them very much, but she knows I love them, so she really didn't say anything besides they weren't really her thing. But I really wanted to make a day of watching them, and I went over to her house because she has a really big, comfortable couch. About ten minutes into the first movie, and I look over, and she's browsing on her phone. I was a little miffed, but I didn't say anything. She basically scrolled through her phone through the entire movie. When we started the second movie, she opened a bottle of wine and proceeded to drink the whole thing while still sitting on her phone. I was pretty irritated at this point because she wasn't even paying attention at all. The third movie started, and by then she had opened another bottle of wine and was asleep within the first 20 minutes. I was really mad at that point and just left and went home. A few hours later, I got a text asking where I went. I told her I was mad that she couldn't pay attention to my favorite movies on my birthday. She told me I was an asshole and to grow the hell up. I've texted her a couple of times, but she hasn't responded. Am I the asshole? Yeah. (laughs) Those are your favorite movies. That's what you want to do for your birthday. Yeah. I mean, there's movies that you like 
that I have no desire to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't force you to watch them. And you don't force me to watch them. And there's movies that I pro- there's probably movies that I like, and I wouldn't force you to watch them. Well, you know, I mean, Major League's not my favorite movie. It's, not, it's a fun, it's, it's a fun movie, but it's not something I'm going like to sit there and just. It's the best movie ever. What? It's, it's not a movie I'm going to sit there and pay a whole lot of attention to. Major League you know. is awesome. <laughs> God, I don't want to watch it. We now, have to watch it later. No, well, see, I, I'm. You see this up on the screen. I'm watching the unbearable weight of massive talent tonight. Oh. And you can watch it with me if you want to. I don't know what that is. That's that Nicolas Cage movie where he has to put. He has. He's playing himself, and he gets roped into an FBI scheme where he has to play all of his old characters. Yeah, maybe. It's it's really it's the one with Pedro Pascal, the one that that edit comes yeah, from. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but I want to see it, and um. I watched Poker Face earlier today, and that's a really good show. That's definitely a really good show. You would enjoy that one. Uh, the guy who did uh, Knives Out created that show. It's got uh, Natasha Leone in it. She's from uh, Orange is the New Black. And she is, she plays kind of a human lie detector. And it's really cool the way that they have her kind of going across the country solving crimes. But, but it's not pro-police in that she's not solving the crimes for the police. Every single person who she solves the crime, they get a different form of justice. Some of them die. Some of them get financially ruined through what stuff that she's done to make them financially ruined. You know, each one of them gets a different brand of justice. Some of them do get turned into the police, the ones where she can actually use the police to, to, to get the person arrested. Mm-hmm. She gets them arrested. But for the most part, they kind of have their own type of justice um, like in the very first episode, she, um, ruins a casino owner by making him look like a cheat to all of his buddies. And nobody wants to go to a casino that they know is cheating. Right. And so she financially Why just fucking ruins owned him. a casino? I mean, it's already house, house favors. I mean, come yeah, on. They, they were sitting there and it was funny because when she was having her little showdown with the guy, he was like, what you wearing a wire? She's like, I didn't call the cops. She said, I called this guy you're trying to rip off and told him what you're doing. And he went, like, you could see, like, all the color drain out of his face because he knows what she just did. He just fucking ruined it. Ruined the entire casino. And she said, because remember, gamblers talk. And nobody's coming back to this casino. And then the guy ends up, like, throwing himself off off a balcony. Off of, like, the 20th floor balcony. It was great. Damn. It was really good. Anyway, Poker Face is a good show. You need to go watch it. But yeah, I, this guy's an absolute asshole for trying to make his girlfriend watch a movie she clearly does not want to watch. Now, when you, you and I, a second. when you and I are watching um, stuff that we both watch, we have a rule that we stay off our phones, and I'm yes. real bad about breaking that rule. But you remind me, or, or and sometimes I'll remind you. Hey, yes. we're actually watching this. This is something we wanted to watch together. But if it's if it's one of my weird movies that you don't like, I don't expect you to pay attention to it. <laughs> Although we watched a good movie last night. Oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Such a good movie. Hey, this is all part of the show. We running? Yeah. There's an emergency in here. Yeah. Take that and put it up somewhere. What? The pepper spray. You know you can't leave that shit laying around because your mom will pick it up and spray us again. 
my god. You pepper spray an apartment one time and you don't live it down. No, 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 no. Don't. She can reach them there. That's not on high enough shelf. Take them to your room. Please. Because your mother will walk by and see them and go, ooh, what's this? What does this button it looked, do? Like, look, and it she'll looked push like a, the button and she'll spray us. So it looked like a vape. I didn't know what it was. When you go back to your room, please take that with you so, so she doesn't spray us all again. If she it sprays only, this hey, house again, I'm going to empty that canister in your room. It only emptied the apartment for two hours. We were able uh, to come back after like two hours. I didn't even realize anything was happening. <laughs> and then your eyes started watering and you were like, <laughs> I mean, come on. What does this button do? <laughs> and it was such a little tiny little spritz, That's too. That's all it takes. It was such a tiny spritz. And just please don't leave those out where your mother can reach ferrets getting your feet again <laughs> so i kicked her across the room <coughs> all right um let's see she likes going up your jacket sleeve <laughs> yeah she does like going up the jacket she goes sleeve. in there again and we'll tie it on both ends <laughs> <laughs> am i the asshole for moaning oh man i need to know if i'm the asshole or if this is a hill i should die on <laughs> and now hold on <laughs> This can go so many ways. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to get in on the details on this one. Is this a woman or a man? Why are they moaning? It's a 34. How loud are they moaning? <laughs> Where are they at when this person is doing the moaning? And are other people around while they're doing it? I am a 34-year-old male. Okay. My wife, who is 34-year-old, female, is always bragging about what a great baker her grandmother, Edna, is. She used to own an award-winning bakery. We were at my wife's late Aunt Helen's wake. It was a small gathering, and Grandma Edna brought along what was apparently Helen's favorite pie that Edna made. It was a chocolate pie. Anna offered me a slice, and I turned it down as I am not a fan of such food. However, Anna insisted, and Edna chimed in. I politely accepted a slice. Turns out, Edna makes the best chocolate pie you have ever had, ever. It is so decadent. I can see why it was Aunt Helen's favorite. I made a sound to express how delicious I found the pie to be. However, was it a, mm, that was good. Edna just stared. I didn't think much of it as we were at a wake and it's not a joyful event. I then asked my wife if it would be okay if I tried some of the whipped cream to enjoy with the pie and she silently passed me the cream. I know I made another sound, but it was just like a nice mmm sound again to show my pleasure. Edna soon left the table and my wife followed, I assumed, because they were grieving Aunt Helen. On the ride home, my wife told me how I made her 94-year-old grandmother so uncomfortable as I was moaning loudly and repeatedly at the table. My wife said it was over the top and her grandmother called it vulgar. I told my wife I was not moaning sexually over the pie. However, she did not believe me as she said I moaned harder after she passed me the whipped cream and made a scene at the wake moaning sensually over chocolate pie and whipped cream while licking my lips and fingers. I'm sorry, is this a crime? I mean, was he like <laughs> taking a bite of go? Mm, yeah, baby, give me some more of that. Mm, oh, God, fuck, yeah. Oh, right as, there, that's hitting the spot. That's the spot. <laughs> as she was telling me this, she got a text from her brother, apparently joking about the erotic pie, and it made her more pissed at me. <laughs> I honestly...
honestly don't see how I'm the asshole or if she's just grieving and making up reasons to fight. I know I made some sounds, but they were mmm sounds you make when something's delicious. It was a moan to express pleasure of the pie, not to not clearly not to indicate my arousal. I was not aroused by the pie. Am I the asshole here? I mean, it's not like it was, you know, warm <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> Somebody in the comments said, I see no problem here, assuming that the pie gave consent. Yeah. I don't think he was the asshole for expressing, expressing his pleasure over a piece of pie. Now, if he was overly obnoxious about he, it. He was licking his fingers. I mean, come on. He was going, mm, and like licking his fingers. I mean, come on. How do you know he wasn't just... You don't know he okay, was... Okay, so the oh, brother... Yeah. So the brother, who was not involved in the pie, apparently, sent a text about the quote-unquote erotic pie. Well, I'm sure Aunt Edna, or whoever the fuck it was, <laughs> they got all pissed off and left the table. It's probably said something and word spread. I mean, because what else do you have to talk about at a wake? I swear to God, he is never going to live down the erotic pie. Until the day he dies, they're going to bring up the erotic pie. And when he dies, they're going to have an erotic pie at his funeral. Yeah. They're going to have Grandma Edna's erotic pie. He was not... No, he's not an asshole. (laughs) No, I don't buy it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm trying to find some short ones to read. Well, let's here. mix in some other stuff real quick. Yeah, uh, go for it. I don't know the actor's name, so I'll need to look it up. Um, the guy that just recently passed away, the actor, what's his name? Um, 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 um I know who you're talking about. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Billy, um, uh, Lance, Lance Riddick. Lance Riddick. Lance Riddick passed away. Uh, you know, he was on... He was on John Wick? He was on John Wick. He was... He played a character for an episode or so on um, Blacklist. Uh, any video gamers out there who have probably played Destiny at some point, he was the guy that did the voice of Commander Zavala. Mm-hmm. And the day that he passed, which was what, yesterday? Uh, Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Like, I've been seeing a lot of posts on TikTok about, because, okay, this is only going to make sense to people that play Destiny. When you go to the tower, there's different vendors, and you mm-hmm. talk to different people while you're there. And Commander Zavala, who is the head of all the Guardians, the head Guardian, mm-hmm. you'd go to him to get, like, bounties and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Reddick, that his name? Yeah, Lance Reddick. Did Commander Zavala's voice. Mm -hmm. And there was one that was like fucking powerful. Because it said like there was like probably like 10 or 15 people. Because you can change your emotes, Mm -hmm. right? To where you want to do. Like some of them made an emote where they were saluting. Mm -hmm. Some of them to where they were just like down on one knee. Mm -hmm. Bowing. Or, you know, and just. He said that they sat there like nobody wanted to be the first one to leave. Yeah. You know. I'm getting teary. I think about it, and like they were all in this area where Zavala is at, showing tribute to him. And they said that, like this one dude said, he walked off, and every now and then he would move his controller just so he wouldn't get kicked off the the server. And people were still over there. And he said every time he went back, there was more and more people there because no one wanted to be the first one to get up and leave. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, well, that, I mean that's, that's, that that game is important to people, and and Commander Wazavala was important to people. Well, and, I mean that game has been around. I mean, I, I've I've seen other games that have lasted, but you remember back when we? It was not long after we bought that house in Waco. We're talking like 2012 is when the first one came out, mm-hmm. and I remember it. I can I can look up medical records of myself to find out when the first Destiny released. Mm-hmm. And the only reason being because when my back popped and I couldn't move, the day after that or the day before that is when Destiny came out. Because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do nothing else. So I just played Destiny all the time because I couldn't fucking get out of my chair or move and do anything hardly. Mm-hmm. And Destiny 1 made it, you know, they kept doing additions to it. It lasted for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And then Destiny 2 came out, and it's been going for several years mm-hmm. you know and since day one commander zavala has been a part of this game mm-hmm. you know and now there's been other ones that have been part of the game as well but they've either changed the voice actor they killed one of them off which fuck you bungie for doing that but it's just and they did actually do a tribute thing in the in the new tower here recently for Cade 6, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool, yeah. you know. But that was a pretty powerful thing. I mean, you see a bunch of gamers come together for stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's know? awesome. So, sorry if I didn't mean to be all sad and sad. No, but that that's, was... that's, that's not sad. I mean, it's sad, but it's like also not at yeah. the same time. I do have tears, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a sympathetic crier. <laughs> And I saw you tearing up, and it just turned on the waterworks for me. Well, I mean, it's not like it makes me sad that the guy died, because I didn't know it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, these here, these people, like, oh, I'm just so distraught because this this person died or whoever it was. I didn't know them personally. I don't really give a rat's ass. Yeah. And this is gonna sound shitty, like when Princess Diana died. How how many people just mourned her death? Yeah. I know the hell she was. I didn't care. Yeah. You know, now when Betty White, that was different. Betty Betty White was now when um, freaking uh, Robin Williams died. I I had I had a lot of because I had a of lot reasons, of trouble. Yeah, I had a lot but of trouble. I, I have when never he died. been like overly upset because some famous actor or some famous person has died. I mean, yeah, it's sad, whatever, but. I didn't know them personally. They weren't important to me. I don't really... Sounds shitty, but I don't care. Yeah. Well, they're just another person to you. They're not They're not right. like a family member or something like that. But it's like I've known Commander Zavala for 10 fucking years. Yeah. You know? And so now it's like, well, if they do any more additions to that, they're going to have to be able to go back and use voice Old, recordings. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if they do like what they did with Ghost, and change him his voice actor from Peter Dinklage to whoever this other guy is, mm-hmm. if they change Commander Zavala's voice, there's gonna be a riot. There, they will, they will, they will protest that game. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, "No, fuck that. We're not playing it no more." Mm-hmm. And they're, they're they'll lose a lot. I, mean, I don't know if there will be more additions to it or not. I'm sure there might well, be, but they can't. They'll probably they just can't recast him. Do you remember when Jessica Walter died? 
Yes. Well, no, but I know she did. Yeah, so Jessica Walter passed away. Um, I believe... Wait, who's Jessica Walter? I'm thinking of Mallory Archer. Oh, Mallory Archer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Jessica Walter passed away in her sleep. I believe it was in 2020 or 2021. Archer was still on at the time. Right. She passed away part of the way through filming, part of the way through making... That season. That season. Right. And so what they had to do was they kind of had to write her out of a couple of episodes until they figured out what to do. And then they ended up bringing her back for the... I was going to make me cry. They brought her back for the last episode and just, like, scrabbled together her voice stuff. Yes. To give her the tribute. Right. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cry. (laughs) You know, know, sad stuff always makes me cry. But But it was really sad and it was really uplifting. And they gave her, like, a... She got to go off into the sunset. It was great. And they they like dedicated the entire season to her, but she was she was a hard loss too for me, just because I'd watched her on Arrested Development, I'd watched her on Archer, I'd watched her on all these different shows that she's been in. She's done voice work all over the place. Yeah, she and she's been an actress since. Gosh, she was eighty when she died. I mean, she lived a good long life. See, and, that's why, that's why I'm saying that's why this guy's. I mean, it didn't hit me, but I'm like, man, fuck, that one sucks. Yeah. Because I've been a Destiny player and fan for 10 plus years now. Yeah. I mean, well, and it hardcore with that game. Like every time a new game would come out, I would gravitate toward that new game. Uh huh. But then I'd always go back to Destiny. Yeah. You know, like cardboard, you know, we, we would play Destiny for a while together and then he would go off playing something else. And then, so like I'll like so now like I will play Destiny, and then when he gets on, I'll switch over. We'll play some Warzone together. Yeah, you know, because that's something that we'll we still play together. But like I started playing with Alex more often because sometimes if he sees me and Joe on playing Death or playing Warzone, uh-huh. he'll join the party and play with us. Right. And then if, and if he gets off or Joe gets off, and then Devin, like, you know, he'll be like, hey, so do you want to... Maybe play some Destiny? Play some Destiny? <laughs> and like, hell yeah, let's go. So we'll switch over and we'll yeah. play Destiny together, you know? So it's... Like, you know, just recently the new... The latest DLC come out. And it's got a, it's got a lot of content. I'm really enjoying it, you know? So it's... But I think that every... And actually, when I saw that TikTok, that's how I learned about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I started seeing it on Twitter, and I started seeing it on Facebook. You know? And so, like, I like I went to the tower, and I, and every time I'd had to go back to the tower that night, uh-huh. there was somebody over there next to Zavala. At least one or two people next to Zavala in the tower every uh-huh. time. So I'm waiting to see if... I don't think Bungie will acknowledge it mm-hmm. because I think that'll bring up an uproar. Because I think if they acknowledge the fact and try to do something, people are going to immediately think you're going to try to replace him. Yeah. And you best fucking not. Yeah. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, like I said, it just changing Ghost after like year two or three. It just caused an uproar. Not really an uproar, but it was just it was really hard getting used to the new voice of Ghost. Yeah. It just didn't sound right. You know, because you get used to it. Mm-hmm. So. 
That's just like everybody was so pissed off when they killed off Cade. You know, and if something happened, they 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 couldn't change the voice actor for Ikora either. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, my snake's named after Ikora, after the <laughs> Destiny figure. So we need to get her out and mess with her. So I mean, she's just. And it was cool about her too, because last time we went to the pet store, I saw a snake like her there. That was the size she was when we got her. Tiny. And then I realized, holy shit, she's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah. She's like two feet long now. I really want to try to get her alive. We we can try. We she'll probably make friends with it. <laughs> but I, I'll need to ask someone though. You know what? How big should your snake be before you try to give it a live feeder mouse? Uh-huh. You know, well, because it, you don't want to do it some. Because like I know my brother-in-law way back when he had one that was bigger than what Icora is quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he would get live feeder mice. My, mice, my, mouses, mouse, mice, mice. Sorry, and it was kind of like freaked me out the first time I watched him feed it because he had it by the tongs and was like shaking it. And mm-hmm. of course, the mouse was like flailing around. And then when once the snake saw that it was feeding time, he would take the mouse and kind of like slam his head up against the side of the cage, the, the curtain it. to kind of stun it. I said, "Holy shit! Why'd you do that?" He said, "Well, that way." Because the mouse will try to fight back. Yeah, and, and it doesn't hurt it, the snake. You don't want it to hurt your snake. Yeah. I'm like, well, I kind of get that, but, you know, give a fucker a fighting chance, I guess. <laughs> well, there was there was a story that I saw one time. I don't remember if it was on Facebook or whatever, but uh, they put a feeder mouse into the cage with the snake, and the snake ended up making friends with the mouse. Uh, you sent me <laughs> and that. And they, they sleep together. <laughs> you sent me that. Like, you're thinking that you look like this snake is coiled up around his mouse, but... The mouse is basically just snuggled up next to the damn snake. Yeah. Because you see the mouse will go off and go do something and come back and like it'll snuggle start trying to it. burrow back in with the now, snake. It'll I'm eat like, other mice, but it won't eat this yeah, one. Yeah, it won't eat that one for some no, reason. it just will not eat it. <laughs> That's so weird. I wonder what it is about that I don't one. Know. Like, I wonder if it has a different scent. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't smell like a... Maybe it doesn't I, smell like I wonder like food. if there's a body temperature thing. Maybe its body temperature's too low. Because, you know... Like, if I go try to put a mouse in there right now, because we feed her the frozen ones, she won't mess with it. Yeah, because she can't see it, because they, they see with And one time I dropped heat. one, and I was afraid to go in there to get it, because I didn't want her to strike at me, and I waited so long that she wouldn't eat it. I had to go warm it back up again, mm-hmm. get it back up to like a body temperature, I guess, before her to take it. Yeah. And if you get it too hot, I notice she has trouble catching it, even though it's dead. Because she can't see it. Because the heat wave is coming off in such a weird way for her. Like, she'll strike and, like, barely miss it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because the heat is... That's what they pick up on. It's too much heat. Yeah. Am I the asshole for giving my yes. friend's oh, girlfriend's sorry. deceased cat taxidermy after she said I could do whatever I wanted to do with the body? Oh, my God. Wait, his girlfriend's cat died. <laughs> and she said, just do whatever you want to with it. And he got it taxidermied. <laughs> My girlfriend's cat recently passed away. Oh my god! This is sprinkles. Why would you do sprinkles? That? Why would you do that with sprinkles? Unfortunately, my girlfriend's grandmother was terminally ill at the time. She lived abroad, so my girlfriend was away when the cat passed. It was really unexpected. And her cat suddenly declined days after she left. I asked my girlfriend how she would want me to dispose of the body, whether she wanted ashes or anything. She says she doesn't care as she does not believe in an afterlife, and I should just dispose of it however is most convenient for me. She didn't want to see the body as she was really grieving. 
When my friend heard about it, he asked if he could have the body. My friend has always been fond of her cat whenever he came over and found him very majestic. The cat was a Maine Coon. Those are beautiful cats. Yeah. Beautiful cats. And they're very big for house cats. I agreed. My friend paid for an expensive taxidermy, keeps the body as a decorative item in his house. I told my girlfriend that the friend disposed of it for me. However, after my girlfriend got back, my friend's sister mentioned the taxidermy to her as they were friends, and she did not know she was unaware of it. My girlfriend has been furious at me ever since, and now my friend is also upset at me, saying I should have checked with her. But I did tell her I gave the body to him, and I thought she didn't care about how the body was disposed. Am I the asshole here? I don't think he's at the level of being an asshole, because that wasn't an asshole intended move. Yeah, I mean, because she said she didn't care. He was like, I don't give a shit, take it. That's not being an asshole. I mean, maybe he could have warned her, hey, this dude wants the cat, because this is what he's going to do with it. But then again, I mean, I, I don't think... I don't think he was to the level of being an asshole... Maybe slightly inconsiderate? I think that's more than slightly. <laughs> but not an asshole. <laughs> the very first comment, you're the asshole. You didn't dispose of it, you repurposed it. These things are fundamentally different. <laughs> now, I would put him on the level of asshole if he had been like, dude, do me a favor though. I will give you this cat under one condition. At some point, you need to let me borrow it. <laughs> And just have it show back up at the house randomly, like in the dark. I'm going to put it on her front porch (laughs) at night and ring the doorbell. (laughs) And then ding dong ditch her. Because that kind of of shit almost happened to me. Um, I was still in high school. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Probably, I think probably sophomore or junior year in high school. Right? My sister has a cat. And I didn't really care for the cat. But anyway, um, one day one of her friends came over and said, hey, I've got some bad news. And my sister was like, what? He goes, as I was pulling up, about to turn in the driveway, your your cat was dead in the road. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? It's like, yeah. He said, I brought it up. It's in the back of my truck. I picked her up just not to leave her out there. She, and, you know, of course, my sister was distraught over it. So then she asked me if I would bury the cat for her. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I love my sister. Do anything for her. I said, yes, absolutely, I'll do this. And she was like this gray cat, right? She liked the cat so much because it looked like the one from Pet Cemetery, which is one of her favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I go out to the edge of the woods, uh-huh. dig a hole, bury the cat. Mm-hmm. Done with it. So I thought. Next morning, mom goes in the garage to, to get Missy her food, my mm-hmm. dog. And starts yelling for me and my sister to get our asses to the garage. <clears throat> and we're like, holy shit. So we both like get up, trying to get dressed, go over there. Like, What's going on? And, m- and my mother said, hey, that cat was just in this garage. And we're like, What? Like, no, it wasn't. You're seeing shit. And then, lo and behold, there's this fucking cat. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? This cat was dead when I buried this damn thing. I know it was dead. It was stiff, 
tongue hanging out, eyes dried out. It was dead. So what do I do? I go to the back. To find out where you buried the thing. To see if the damn thing dug out or not. <laughs> right? And if it did. Zombie cat. I was looking for, I was, I was already thinking, all right, gun, holy water. Old I'm, priest and I'm, a young priest. I'm burning this motherfucker this time. Get me the salt. But Where's I went Sam back and there and the grave was, the burial site was untouched. Okay. So there's obviously still a, something still in there because nothing had dig, dug out. And then we found out that this cat kept coming back up. So we're like, what the hell's going on? Come to find out, the neighbors that lived across the highway had a cat just like hers. <laughs> it was their fucking cat that got ran over. It was their cat that got brought up to our house. And it was their cat that I buried in our backyard. <laughs> but let me tell you. <laughs> I, mean, I had so many thoughts and emotions going through my head as I was walking to the backyard <laughs> thinking, what am I going to do if there's a very obviously sign of an animal that has dug out of this grave? <laughs> do I just say, we're moving? I'm moving. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to find something else to live with. I was standing in the Fuck that. That's a pet cemetery yard. We're not going. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was just, but I ended up burying somebody else's cat. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to let the people across the road know, do you want your cat? <laughs> I mean, it's dead. It's buried in my backyard. <laughs> if you want to come dig it up. But yeah, that was kind of a freaky moment. <laughs> oh my God. I'm looking for another good one. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Let's see. I guess I hated that cat so much because a bird made a nest in our garage. And when the babies got old enough to get out of it, every time one of them come out, the bird, the cat would catch it and kill it. And I got pissed off and I threw the cat in the pond. But I don't even think the cat got wet. I think that, I swear You think you, it walked on water? It did. <laughs> it didn't go like splashing down and like its back never got wet. A little bit of its paws got wet, but I threw it out in the middle. I mean, it wasn't a big pond anyway, right? But... I probably threw it 20 feet out in the water. That thing hit and kept right going and never sank. <laughs> I should have, I think maybe that's why it freaked me out when, I had, when the cat came back to life. Because you knew it was a Jesus cat. It was something. It's too bad it didn't wait for three days before he came back. <laughs> oh. Oh, so you gave up a weekend too, huh? <laughs> Am I the asshole for demolishing my daughter's room after she moved out? Define demolish. My 18-year-old daughter is in college. She moved in with her boyfriend a few months ago, which left her old bedroom empty. Her bedroom used to be right next to our tiny living room. To make our tiny living room into a normal-sized living room, we knocked out my daughter's room wall, reordered the space, and fixed the walls. Now it looks like the best room was never there, and we have a spacious living room. When my daughter came home to visit and saw that her room was gone, she made a huge deal about it. She got all emotional, said if we never wanted to let her move back, we should have just said so instead of completely demolishing her room. I told her that if anything happens and she needs to move back, we'll welcome her and she could sleep on the couch as long as she wants. But she accused us of wanting to get rid of her forever and for her never to visit us since she, we got rid of her room so fast. Only a few months after she moved out and we should have waited longer. Am I the asshole for not waiting longer with the renovation? Nope. See, I'm torn. Our kids would be lucky if I don't do that. Like when they, the door closes, <laughs> lock it. So I, I say that I kid. I, I don't. She's not the asshole for 
renovating her house the way she wants it. The kids are out of the, you know, the birds have left the nest. Yeah. It's not, it's your job as a parent to always be there for your kids. But when your kids become adults, it's not your job to always expect them to come back. Or so I don't know, because like I you know, like we've told our kids, I, I don't give a shit if you're 35, if you need a place, come home. Come on, you always have. We will. But you have to have a, a you have to have a place for them to come home to, and and that's where that's where my problem with this story. But is. she straight up told we will figure it out. If you ever have to come back, we will figure it out. Okay, so I I, I get that, but let's. Let me assume for a moment some family dynamics at play. Don't assume. Daughter clearly feels rejected by parents. Or she wouldn't have said, you've wanted to get rid of me forever. And so, taking the room away, her sanctum sanctorum, the one place she had to go in her mother's house, in her father's house, that she was able to go to that was hers. They took it away the second she left. It really seems like you're telling that kid, fuck off and don't come back. I don't. I don't see it that way. So I, not that, at all. That, that just hurts my mother's heart because I'm like, the kids are moving out. We're keeping the rooms the exact way that they left them. I'm going to go in there and straighten it up and get the ferret shit off the floor and, you know, do the stuff and, like, make it nice. But it's going to be there waiting for them when they want to come back. And it's going to look, look like their childhood room. these two kids leave, move, and we're in a house, and their rooms happen to be next to each other, if I look at it and go, ooh, a pool table will fit in there if I take that middle wall out, guess what? They can pull out a blow-up mattress and sleep under the pool table for all I care. I, I just... I, a few months after they leave, though. You have a question for the class? I have a statement for the class. Okay. Right. Okay, that's fine. So. After her game. So. Oh. I. I. The parent is not an asshole I for think, renovating the house. I think the daughter is being a little over dramatic diva. I think the daughter is being the asshole in the situation, not the mother. That's my opinion. It's mom's house. She can do with it what she wants. Let, let me just. Let I'm me not even going that. with that. It's mom's house. She can do what she wants. I'm just saying that if I moved out of my parents' house, knowing the relationship that I have with my parents, and within six months they had turned my room into a pool table, I'd be like, well, I guess they really didn't want me around, now did they? I mean, why does this girl think that, that her parents were always wanting to get rid of her? I, I, that's why I'm assuming some family dynamics. Because you don't say that to your parent without there being something underlying there. That's just not something you're going to say. If you had a open and loving relationship with your parents. I just, uh, I think the daughter's being an overdramatic diva. Probably, probably. But I'm just saying that coming from... My personal perspective, knowing the relationship that I have with my parents, had they gotten rid of my room within six months of me moving in with you, or within six months of me moving into my own apartment, because I moved into my own apartment first, yeah. and I lived there for a year and a half before we got married, and had they bulldozed my room 
six months after I left, I'd have been like, well, fuck y'all too. And I would never have gone back home. Like, never. Like, I would have cut ties at that point. Because I'd have been like, well, I guess they don't want me back. I, I mean, that, that's that's where I'm coming from. That's that's think, why our kids are always going to have rooms I, I in our house. I think the daughter is reading way too much into it. I think she probably is someone that likes drama. She enjoys being the center of attention. So, she uses it as an excuse. The daughter needs to grow the fuck up. Well, let's see what some of the comments say. I'm just curious. Well, if they don't agree with me, the comments are wrong. <laughs> uh, first comment you're the asshole is it that hard to talk with your own kid before doing something drastic not even a warning that's cold edit this sub isn't quote do legally I have the right yes obviously she has the legal right as the owner of the house it's am I the asshole yes OP is the asshole nope and somebody commented on that and said yeah moving out for college now the kid moved out for college okay didn't move out because she was going out on her own with her own job and everything. She moved out. She moved in with her boyfriend for college. So what happens if the boyfriend situation falls through? She's got no place to go. Okay. Where's the college? Well, it doesn't say. If the college is off somewhere, it's not like she can live at home and go to college. <clears throat> okay. So here's one that agrees with you. Are y'all on some shit? It's normal to expect that when someone moves out into their own apartment, they no longer need a permanent space in your home. When parents downsize into two-bedroom condos from five-bedroom houses, are they stating that they'll never support and love their children again? Or are they creating a space for themselves that fits their financial and living needs? If they renovate their kitchen to update it, are they getting rid of all your childhood memories to spite you? Or are they fixing the resale value of their house or creating a kitchen they can enjoy into retirement? Okay, let's, let's put, that, put that scenario in play. Say if, if the mother would not, or the parents would have not have renovated the house. Okay. And they don't need this big house anymore. So they're like, we're going to downsize because we don't need all the space anymore. The kids have moved out. I think this daughter would have probably have still thrown a fit about it. She probably would have been upset because she'd been like, "You're moving out of my childhood home." Because look how some yeah. of these, well, like when these older people get retired and they don't have any kids anymore or whatever, and they like straight up sell their house and get a motorhome and travel. Mm-hmm. There's no place for me to sleep in your. Grow the fuck up, kid. Yeah, and 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 I and I get that. You turn eighteen, you're legally an adult. You should be. Able, but I'm sorry. Our kids are really close to 18, and I just can't see them at 18 being able to handle their shit to the point that I'm not going to have a soft place for them to land if something goes wrong. I trust now, them, now, but I, I want one, them to have a soft place to land. One comment that was made that I do agree with that's for the other side. Okay. The parents could have just said, hey, you've moved in your boyfriend. That's great. We've always not liked... The one thing we've never liked about this house is that the living room is too damn small. Mm-hmm. We're going to take out a wall and extend our... Send the living room. It's going to use up your old bedroom. Now, then they could have said, hey, if something ever happens, it's not like it can't be put back. Yeah. We can always fix it back. But were the, a, the quote-unquote asshole? No. I get it. I mean, you know, you, you want your kids to fry, fly free. You want to be able to live your own lives. That's that's one thing that I'm going to enjoy when the kids are old enough to kind of do their own thing. 
we're going to have the house to ourselves. But we're still going to have make sure we have at least a two or at least a three bedroom least, house. Yeah, to make sure that that the kids can come. Because all like I said, all jokes aside, I and mean, if I don't care how old they are, if they ever need to come back home for something, the door's open. And that applies to all four kids. Yeah, all four kids. I say three bedroom house. One of those bedrooms is going to be your game room. So really, it's like a two bedroom house. That's true. <laughs> well, we need like a three. We may have to double house, up with the kids. Three to four bedroom house with a nice big den. Yeah. Of course, I've decided to. I mean, if it would, if we ever get to where we can buy a house again, if there's a enough yard, I'm gonna build me a space in the backyard. Mm-hmm. As a gonna, game room. It's gonna be like a workshop slash game room. I'm gonna build it myself from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So I can build it the way I want it. Can you go do that by yourself for six months and not talk to me the entire time you're doing it? Because you were an absolute asshole when you're building stuff well as long as you don't come out there when i'm doing something you are heinous that's just you are the worst person (laughs) you are the worst version of yourself like like for those few months while you're building that thing can we sign divorce papers and you like live out there and then i'll remarry you when you're done but for those six months that you're building it i don't want to be like around you it'll take me six months what at however long it takes you I wanted nothing to do with you and your... You turned into... Like, I thought my dad was bad. <laughs> well, it's not good to build shit when you already have, like, OCD and it doesn't line up and you're just like, fuck it, I'm starting over. <laughs> it's just one board. I don't care. Everything irritates you. Every. I'll be out there just like holding a tool for you to grab and you'll be like, could you stop breathing so goddamn loud? Or, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to get this line straight. Like, but I was proud. Like you're talking about when I was doing the porch on mom's trailer. My God. Anything, any project you have ever done since hey, I have known you. I was so proud of that thing though because I had that whole thing drawn out. Do you remember when we built the doghouse? I knew it all had to be, it all had to be done. I knew what I needed, and I can remember even saying, I'm buying one extra 2x4 in case I mess one up. I'll have an extra one. And you didn't need the 2x4. And I had one extra at the end. I had that shit down pat. But do you remember building the doghouse? We had to get Randy to come help us because you were so awful. Well, no, it was Randy that came over there, and we started talking about it, and he and I are the ones that walked back there. It's like, Ooh, what can we do? Let's do this. <laughs> And that was the most awesome fucking doghouse ever. It was a two-story doghouse. Because before we had the privacy fence put up, if people went into the cul-de-sac for whatever reason, they could see the doghouse in the backyard. And I remember having people stop. I actually had somebody get out of their car, knock on the front door and go, what the hell is that in your backyard? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a doghouse. It's a dog palace. They're like, what? It had a chimney on it. Had a chimney, had a ramp in the inside with the little wood planks on it. So it had columns on the porch. It had the railing so they didn't <laughs> fall off. We I've built, got pictures of D.O.G. with his little, little paws over the railing. We built steps going up to the first floor. We painted the whole thing solid gray. And then he brought his daughters over and we cut up Scott Bright, Scotch Bright sponges. 
We dipped them in red paint. Dipped them in brick paint, and they painted bricks on it to make it look like it was brick. We it had looked the, just like bricks, too. It had a porch going across the entire front because we inset the top floor so we could have the whole thing so we could do that. It had a porch on the bottom. It had a two-story porch. With columns. Railings, and it was, it was, oh. It had everything but a fucking chandelier Remember in it. Remember we did the archway for the door Yes, the we did. <laughs> we went all out It had, like, thing. little bricks <laughs> that, like, went across, the, you know, like, did the whole little arch. Oh, my God. I wish I, I've got pictures of it somewhere. I do. I have them on my phone. You need to send them to me so I can upload them to the Instagram. Yeah. Because, holy crap, that thing was a doggy palace. And it, it was very simple. It, it really didn't take that much to make. But, but dealing with you... While you were building it, I stayed in the house. I don't even, I don't, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm surprised Randy was able to put up with your ass. But anyway, okay, so I've reached the end of my stories. <laughs> we're a little over an hour now. <laughs> I think we've had fun tonight. Yeah. I kind of like this whole, am I the asshole deal? That's kind of fun. Let's, let's do, let's not, I don't want every single show to be like this. Right. But, you know. We're doing one a month that's about a movie, and we can do one a month that's about Am I the Asshole, and one a month that's about, you know, politics, and then, you know, just kind of make it something a little different every time. I got you. And then, and then, of course, intersperse it with our normal little rabbit trails that we go down, because we always talk about something weird. Yeah. But we can have, like, themed podcast nights and kind of turn this into a real podcast instead of the stream of consciousness bullshit that we normally do. <laughs> It's like, what do y'all have? What all you have written down? It's like, does it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just kind of go wherever the the spirit takes us. The spirit takes us. <laughs> all right. Well, the thank unholy you spirit. <laughs> thank you. Taking me away, Calgon. It's definitely not a holy <laughs> spirit around here. I said holy unholy. Crap. Well, thank you guys for lasting this long. Thank you guys for getting with us to the end of the podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye.